Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Jenna Johnson. She's a hearing instrument specialist, and she's from Kalispell, Montana. She works for Hear USA. She's been working for them for 15 years. Holy cow. Needless to say, she has a lot of expertise in the hearing industry. And today we're going to be talking about what to expect when you're experiencing hearing issues, considering testing, or you're possibly considering a hearing aid. What to do? What's what's an exam like? What's it like to go into a hearing center like Hear USA? And so Jenna's going to give us the insider scoop into all of this. And because she is so knowledgeable about hearing, I decided to have her come back for part two because boy, I was blown away by her knowledge. And and so this is a two part interview series. One, we're going to be talking about hearing aids. We're going to be talking about hearing loss those kind of details. And then part two, we're going to be going into how losing your hearing impacts your overall health and and vitality. So can't wait for you to listen to these ones. They are mind-blowing in terms of the information that Jenna has and her true expertise, but also hearing is something we don't talk about a lot. And I think it's really important. So nevertheless, let's introduce you to Jenna Johnson. Hey, Health Junkies. I have Jenna Johnson on today, and we're going to be talking about hearing. So Jenna is a hearing instrument specialist from the fabulous town of Kalispell, Montana. I told her I was kind of jealous on that because I like Montana. But nevertheless, there's been a lot of folks who have come into my practice, had COVID, had some hearing issues, and now we're trying to figure out what do we do about this. But also, I am in the age of my dad's getting older. A lot of folks are in that same range. And, you know, we're starting to be like, I think it's time to do something. So, Jenna, welcome to the Health Fix Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. So, you know, one of the first things folks kind of will pose to me it will be like, Doc, so I think I'm having trouble with my hearing. How do I really know? What kind of things can I identify? And what should I do for testing? That's kind of like the first two things that I hear. Yeah, that's a great question. And I love when people ask that because the thing with hearing difficulties is it typically slowly creeps up on us, right? Rarely, Mm -hmm. and it can happen, but rarely do you just wake up one day and you're like, oh, I can't hear what happened. And so what we like to talk a lot about is how, what do you look for? What are the signs or the symptoms that you look for to know, okay, it's time for me to go in. Um. I recommend everybody from 50 and older adds in hearing into their annual exams. So we get our eyes checked. We go to the dentist twice a year, but typically until we have an issue or what we feel is an issue, we don't ever think about our hearing. So the first thing I would say is add that into your annual, you know, like you mentioned your dad, my parents, (laughs) we want to add that into things we think about because like you mentioned in the intro, things like COVID can affect it. And if you don't have a baseline to go off of, We don't always have a gauge to know where we were, where we are now, what do we need to look for for the future. Um, But as far as the main things that bring people into my office of what do (laughs) I look for, one of the main things I think of is isolation, right? The last few years have been hard and we all want to be social. But if you find yourself going, you know, I just don't want to be social anymore. 
that's a really good indicator that maybe it has to do with the hearing. It's not fun to go to lunch with your girlfriends and either sit and kind of do the fake laugh when everybody <laughs> else is laughing or just sit back and be like, oh, what did you just say? Um, so that would be one thing I look for. The second thing is, is the TV volume going up? You know, do you feel like you're just like, oh, this program, I don't quite hear as well. I'm going to turn it up a little bit. Um mm -hmm. The other things, you know, leaning towards one ear. That's one thing I always say is, a, you know, a lot of times we'll be like, oh, I have a neck issue. Well, is it because you're favoring what you subconsciously feel is a better ear and you're actually angling your whole body towards trying to hear better in certain situations? Mm. So those are a few of the things that I pick up on, um, even in talking to patients in my clinic, um, it's just body mannerisms and how you're positioning yourself to be engaged in the conversation itself. I mean, the neck thing I didn't quite think of, but it makes sense because, you know, if you're twerking, you know, kind of twerking your neck a little bit to try to hear a little bit better. I know my dad will put his hand up the old, oh. you know, cup the hand and go, what? Um, granted, he's 87. So there is, you know, that's that side of things, too. But I do find that even sometimes I myself will have some trouble when there's a lot of background noise in a busy restaurant things are that nature. And I go, oh no, do I have something going on with my hearing? So you had mentioned 50 or older. What about folks who are even in their like 30s or 40s and may have had some exposures? Like for example, I grew up with my dad, heavy machinery work. We didn't put headphones or, or ear blocking stuff on because it just wasn't cool in the 80s um, and 90s to do those kind of things and and race cars and all that stuff were kind of in my history. So when would you say someone should check if they're younger than 50? What's kind of the plan there? I would say at the first signers, the, if, if you're questioning it or you're noticing, hey, I'm not quite hearing like I used to, or am I experiencing what I think I am? Mm -hmm. Go. Um, you know, my hope is always especially with younger people, hearing loss has no age, first of all. So if you're young mm -hmm. and have hearing loss, that's okay. Um, it's not just age induced. It can be genetics. It can be the noise exposure. Like you just mentioned, it can be because of sickness or illnesses. There's all sorts of different things that can cause it. But if you're having those thoughts and questioning, go get your hearing tested because my hope is always, it's just wax, right? Right. <laughs> you don't, especially when you're younger, it's something that you're thinking, okay, once it's there, it's there forever. It's not like it can be healed. And so I always hope that it's wax, but if you're having those thoughts or that like, okay, something's shifted here, there's no, oh, it's too early to go get it tested. Go now. Um, we had a seven-year-old in our office last week because his mom was like, he, is he just being a seven-year-old boy that's not listening or is something happening? So if you're questioning that, obviously go get it checked out. Um, my husband just turned 40 and he asked me, can you check my hearing? He works mm -hmm. around loud noise. And after a long day of lots of noise exposure, even with ear protection, he feels like his hearing's affected. Um, so we brought him in and tested him. You know, there's no, it's too early. If okay. you're questioning it better to be safe than sorry. Awesome. Awesome. That's good to hear. Cause you know, a lot of times, you know, us folks were like, are we being neurotic about this? Is it something that's, you know, not standard? So that's cool to know. What about in terms of ear ringing? Because that's another big one that, of course, I, oh, it's tough to treat. There's not much, you know, you can do with that. What about ear ringing? How, how do you guys approach that? 
everybody's approach is different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you go to an ear, nose, and th throat doctor, majority of them will say, sorry, deal with it. There's nothing that can be done. <laughs> I don't buy that. Um, and from the little bit I know about your practice, you're more into root cause. And I believe that the ringing in the ears is caused by something more often than not, it's a matter of you being in tune to your own body to know what. Mm. So here's the thing with ringing in the ears. I'm speaking to you right now. My sound waves are traveling through the air. Your ears are hearing it. What happens is the sound goes in one ear and the other, the brain crosses it over and it's processed. We come into the office and we say, oh my gosh, my ringing in my ears is just so loud. I can't hear because of the ringing in the ears. Reality is that the ringing in the ears is your brain signaling, hey, something's not quite right. Help me out. And sometimes it is, I call it almost a side effect of hearing loss. Mm -hmm. The ringing in the ears can be just your body's way of saying, hey, you're not hearing what you used to. So I'm going to make this noise, whether it's a ringing or a buzzing or a throbbing. Um, some patients say it sounds like music or a snake's hissing. It can sound many different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's your brain's way of saying, hey, something's not right. So like I was saying, sometimes it's your brain signaling yourself that, hey, there's a hearing loss, pay attention to it. And what happens is when we're proactive and we work with hearing technology to compensate for the hearing difficulty, the ringing is minimized, at least while we wear the devices. So that's best case scenario, right? Sure. Uh, Worst case scenario with the ringing in the ears is a lot of our veterans, our military people, or folks that have just shot a lot of guns. When it's mm -hmm. due to noise damage, typically the ringing in the ears is just going to be there and it's there and nothing's going to affect it. Nothing makes it better. Nothing makes it worse. It's just there. Mm -hmm. But then you have this group of people that have ringing in the ears that some days it's there and some days it's not. Some days it's louder and some days it's softer. That to me is a good indicator that something in your life is triggering the ringing. And the unfortunate part is there's no way for me to test or for me to hear it or for me to know what is causing it and why is it there. So mm -hmm. I always go through just patient scenarios, but also what we know, right? Too much caffeine can affect the ringing in the ears. I know for me, if I drink more than one of my Yetis three <laughs> days in a row, of coffee, my ears start to ring. I cut back on the coffee. I drink more water. The ringing is gone. Uh -huh. uh, it can be that part of your neck's out of alignment. That's not something that's talked about often, but if your neck is out of alignment and it's causing pressure on your nerve, it can trigger the ringing in the ears. A lot of times it can be stress induced. You know, it's kind of a, I always tell patients it's like a cycle, right? So in 2008, I had a business owner come in and I, he said, my ringing in my ears is so loud. I can't function. And I said, well, tell me about life. He said, my business is going down. I'm having to lay off people. I'm coming in at 5.00 AM. I'm drinking a pot of coffee. By the time the guys get there at eight, I'm on my second pot of coffee. I don't get home until eight. I get home with my family, eat dinner, work, go to bed. I wake up and I do it all over again. So for him, you look at caffeine, you look at stress, you look at sleep, lack of sleep, you look at all the things that are happening. And we had some pretty harsh talks. The next day he cut out any caffeine, cold turkey. He put business hours on himself. 
Um, you know, he went in at eight, he left at five, the work would be there tomorrow. He started doing some practice of meditation or relaxing before bed so that he wasn't just work, 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 go to sleep, try to sleep, wake up and do it all over again. Mm -hmm. Um, so for him, he rotated between yoga, between a hot bath, between a cup of tea with his wife and sitting on the back deck. Um, and that for him was enough that powered down his brain so that he was less stressed. He slept better. He had no caffeine. And within a month, he would call me in tears saying, I, the ringing in the ears is next to nothing now. Nice. So everybody has different triggers. And I say that's a pretty extreme story. <laughs> <laughs> and he did pretty extreme things to try to figure it out because he was sure. at that point where it was like, I got to do something or else I don't know right. what's going to happen. Right. Uh, but a lot of the times it is just paying attention to, did I sleep on my neck wrong? Did I ha- not drink enough water? Um, it also can be a side effect of medication. And I am not a medical doctor. I don't suggest just stopping a medication. But if you can say... I started this prescription in May and in May, my ears started ringing and it's only gotten worse. Go talk to who gave it to you and maybe you can modify dosage or maybe there's a different option. Um, But it is the small print of a lot of prescriptions that we don't look at. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's true. It is something that, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. We have to pay attention to those things. And thanks for the insight on that. Cause I think a lot of people wouldn't have thought about the caffeine connection and definitely the neck and things of that nature. So now, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, you, you have to pay attention to what you notice. I always say, if there's a day it's worse, look at what the last 48 hours were like, you know, did you have, there's no, um, research per se that alcohol or salt intake affects the rain there. But I have patients that swear by one glass of red wine in the evening and my ears don't ring. And I have other patients that say, if I eat too much salt, my ears ring. So that once again, goes back into the know your body, pay attention mm-hmm. to yourself, be in yeah. tune with that and look at, okay, my ringing in my ears is so bad today. What were the last 48 hours like? So huge. So huge. That that goes without saying and definitely for any symptom for that matter. I mean, it's really huge to think about. So I'm curious, you know, because a lot of people will ask me like, all right, doc, so you think I need to get my ears checked. What are they going to do to me? Because everybody remembers in school where we had to like raise our hand when you heard certain tones. And, you know, I I didn't think it was that bad. It's kind of fun, you know, to figure out like, am I going to pass this or am I not? But I think a lot of folks are like, all right, what am I going to get into here? What is happening when, when you do the testing? So give us the scoop as what's going on there. Absolutely. So we like to do a four-step evaluation process when patients come into our office. Um, I'm a firm believer that unless I get to know you, I don't know how to best help you. And so what we do is a little bit of an interview process. We get to know what brought you into the office. Mm -hmm. What are you experiencing? And by the time you leave my clinic, what are you hoping to know and find out? Just so that I can make sure that you have all the information and you feel like it was time well spent. Um, I know that this is kind of a side tangent, but no one wakes up on a Tuesday morning and wants to go get their hearing tested. Mm -hmm. Most of us have dragged our feet for years, right? Mm -hmm. Luckily, we're in this generation, like you said, of, you know, that 35 to maybe 50 range where we want to be on top of it. Mm -hmm. But majority of people don't think about hearing (laughs) and we procrastinate. And like I said, we don't just wake up and say, 
I want to go get my hearing tested. It sounds like fun. I've got nothing else happening today. So it's one of those things where my job is to make you feel as comfortable as you can once you're in my clinic. And so I believe the first step to that is getting to know you. What brought you in? There's always a reason why you came in. And so from there, what we do is we look in the ears, we have to check for wax, we've got to check that your eardrum is healthy, that everything looks good there. And then we'll do several different hearing tests to see how each part of your ear works, how they're working together, how your brain's processing speech. And then in our clinic, what we always do is an in-office demonstration, Um, meaning that if there is a hearing loss present, I always like to program some hearing technology to your loss so that you can see the difference, right? Mm -hmm. Yet again, it's not always the fun thing to come into our office. Typically, you're here because someone else said, I've had enough, go finally (laughs) do it, please. And so I have to maximize your time. And what happens is a lot of times I put them in patients' ears and they don't even notice I've done that. (laughs) Even though I'm walking them through it, they'll be like, wait, these are them. That's it. I don't even feel them. I'm hearing you better. Because the only way to really know the difference in hearing is to experience the difference, right? We don't know what we've lost. Um, That's one thing with hearing is From the time you first notice, hey, I think I'm not quite hearing like I used to, to when most people walk in my office is on average about seven and a half years. Oh, wow. But typically, we don't realize what we're missing until we hear it again. So a lot of times there's years of just little things. Um, A couple weeks ago, I had a woman come in and she zipped up her jacket to leave and she was startled and she said, "I, I didn't notice that my zipper wasn't making a noise. So it's those little things that like to us, you know, you zip up your jacket, it makes a noise, you go on without life. We don't consciously think, oh, my zipper made a noise when I zipped it up today. But when you gradually lose (laughs) that, you also don't realize that you're not hearing a zipper anymore until you can hear the zipper. So it's those types of things that we like patients to experience in talking. And so we also always encourage a loved one to attend. You know, Mm -hmm. if you can bring a spouse, you can bring a child, you can bring a best friend. They oftentimes have a lot of insight to what you're experiencing that maybe the patient doesn't even acknowledge. Maybe they don't acknowledge or realize that they're leaning in, right? Mm -hmm. That they're straining to that right ear. And, you know, it's easy for a husband or a wife to say, no, you always lean to your right. I've noticed that for a long time. And they're like, I have, wow. And so those are the things that we discuss. And then from there, we go over what are the best options. You know, not everybody is ready to do something about their hearing, but we have that talk. Or if you're borderline, or like we talked about earlier, for younger people that are just wanting to get a baseline, so much in life can happen, right? You get in a car accident, you get an illness, you have to go through some treatment and a baseline can help us in a lot of those ways. And so to have a baseline and say, Hey, it's within normal limits, but I want to see you back in two years. We'll retest it and we'll just watch it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like, Oh, okay. You know I mean? Me, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And also like testing out the technology. So obviously, you know, with here USA, you've got over 360, I think plus locations. Mm-hmm. And obviously some folks who are listening, maybe they are in the Kalispell area can pop over, but what about, you know, 
nationwide, it sounds like the idea is that folks have to go in because I have a lot of people that are like, can I do it online? And I'm like, I don't really know how that works. Um. <laughs> so you can do it online. That is possible. There is teleaudiology. Excuse me. There is also um, like self-assessment tests that you can do online. Some are great. Some aren't great. And that's what the issue is, is that you're like, okay, well, if it's just a self-assessment that you're doing, what are your speaker sound qualities? What volume did you have it at? All of that affects your results, right? Mm -hmm. So I always say, if you can get to a local office and you can see someone face to face, do it. So Mm -hmm. yes, um, I do work for Here USA in Kalispell. Um, I've been at this clinic for 15 years. And so I always suggest if you can come in, come in, but you can look up here, USA.com and see all of our clinics across the country. And a couple things that that means for our patients is one that if you're traveling or, you know, you live in Tacoma, but you're here (laughs) because you are going to Glacier National Park, which is in our backyard and something happens, I can see you because you're in our system and we're all one greater office with multiple locations. Um, But the other thing that I love about being in a community of providers like that is that we all have the same standard, right? My hope is that my patients would get treated in New York City the way the same way they're going to get treated here. Um, So we have that community of providers where we do training together. We're on monthly calls together uh, and just building that network so that hopefully there's somewhere everywhere for a patient to go to. That's neat because I mean, I think a lot of people nowadays have two homes, you know, and as you get older, maybe you are going to Florida or Arizona, depending on what coast you're at, you know, or Cabo. I don't know. Do you guys have anything in Cabo? (laughs) Uh, Not at this point. We have Canada. We're working on Cabo. I volunteered to go. I actually have a patient that goes to Cabo for five months out of the year. And I'm like, I'm just going to come down and visit you guys. We'll start here, USA, Mexico. I guess it wouldn't be here, USA, here, Mexico. <laughs> there, you, there you go. There you go. You know, I think a lot of people too, with with, with Canadian offices, I, I have a lot of Canadian listeners. That's cool that you guys are up in, in Canada. So is, is, is it here, Canada, or is it here, yep. USA, in Canada? It's here, Canada. Nice. Okay. So folks who are Canadian, there you go. You've got some options. Now, once folks, like, once you determine like, all right, there is a hearing deficiency, what kind of devices do you have? What kind of options are there for folks? Because I I think my father has been like, well, they used to be big and clunky. And now I see the $200 ones on TV and they're this big. And I feel like I'm going to not even be able to put it in my ear because my fingers are fumbly and I don't know what to do. So give us a scoop. So That's okay. This is my soapbox. That is another reason why I would recommend going into an office. You can spend money up the wazoo on different things that you buy online or off a TV that are $200. Mm -hmm. But that is part of why you pay to see me. And I know that that sounds so like, oh, we're so great. But that is part of my job, right? Is how is your dexterity? Can you pick up that little thing? Uh, is changing batteries going to be an issue for you? Mm-hmm. What What is important to you in looks? And so I always ask my patients, if you had a, choi- a choice, what is most important to you? Is it the performance? Mm-hmm. Is it the looks? Is it the bottom dollar cost? Because I want to make sure that I give you all options, but I want to know what's important to you in those options. Um, so as far as the style of the devices go, they can be in the ear. It all depends on hearing loss, though, if whether or not those are appropriate, 
because mm-hmm. if you have the typical hearing loss that we see, what whether it's from noise or aging, is that typically we have better low tones and that we have difficulties in the higher tones. So if your dad says, I just can't hear you and I can't hear mom, Hmm. it's not because he's trying to be feisty. It's truly because the range of women's speech is typically, especially around loud equipment, like you said, is what we lose first is Mm -hmm. those high frequencies. So it's not only female voices, it's children's voices. It's the bird singing that range of sound. And Mm -hmm. so if you have hearing loss, that's such like that, getting a little one that goes in the ear takes away all of your ability to naturally hear what you can. Mm. And so everything then has to go through the hearing aid. So what I recommend in a hearing difficulty like that is what's called a receiver in the canal device. So there's a little part that goes behind the ear with a little wire that runs down in and then a speaker that goes in your ear. And I always tell people we utilize the best of both worlds. Then your God given hearing that you naturally are still using and then we give you the boost and the help where you need it through the hearing device. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of us don't just have a flat hearing loss straight across the board. So depending on the type of hearing and the degree of hearing depends on what style. Uh, yet again, that's where going in and talking to someone face to face that can walk you through what is your hearing, what is the best option for you is key. That's huge because, yeah, he he was watching the commercials that show up, you know, on on grit TV as as he likes to watch. And he was seeing the 200, 299 or whatever it was. And and yeah, he was like, there's no way. But it makes sense that, you know, he, he it's true. He can't hear birds. Definitely my voice, even though it is a little deeper in a female's range, he definitely sometimes cannot hear me. So it's it's interesting and, and something fun that for me to relate to him now that like, Hey dad, you know, you don't have to put those little fumbly things in your ears. Exactly. They can be rechargeable as well. You know, that's a question we get often is the little ones on TV don't even have a battery. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, uh, we've gone that way in a lot of ours too. You know, not everybody prefers them. This is, um, I know unique to me and where I live, but we do have a lot of hunters. We do have mm-hmm. a lot of hikers and campers. Uh, my joke with them is always, you can't take your hearing aid charger and plug it into a tree. So if you do those backpacking trips, you know, we've got a, an area right by us called the Bob wilderness and mm-hmm. people go in and go on. I, are you familiar with the Bob Bob Marshall? Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. The Bob <laughs> Marshall. Uh, everybody goes for weeks on end. Typically, you know, you go in with horse or you go get dropped in by a helicopter and you whitewater raft out, whatever it is, you have to have power for the chargers. You can use mm-hmm. a battery pack and whatnot. It just takes a lot longer. So for folks that are more adventurous and maybe don't have power, rechargeable is not a good option for them. So back to my point earlier, that's part of why coming into the office and having these discussions versus just saying, yeah, $200 online sold is the better option. No, it makes sense. I mean, in your lifestyle, I mean, that's really important to think about. And and I think for a lot of people, there's, there's varied, you know, like you're saying, going out hunting, fishing, camping. I mean, the where I live in Wisconsin these days, there's definitely a lot of that up here too. And so it does make a huge difference as to what's going on in in your lifestyle as a whole. Now, you know, I think what folks might be thinking now is like, all right, Jenna, so how does this work? Do, do Can we use our insurance? Can we use our um, Medicare? You know, how does it work? Or is it cash pay? Give us a scoop. 
It all depends. And I know that that's the most vague answer that you can give, but I will tell you this, a matter of eight years ago, my clinic was 100% private pay. You paid cash or check card, or you didn't get them. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't because we were sticklers. That was because at that time it was so rare that insurances covered anything for hearing mm -hmm that it wasn't worth our time to have all the contracts for maybe one patient a year. And so what you did then was if your insurance covered, you got an invoice with the codes, you submitted it and they reimbursed you. Mm -hmm. In the last eight years, we've seen that change drastically. And so you asked about Medicare. Medicare mm -hmm. himself does not do anything for hearing. Unfortunately, hearing is just not covered if you only have Medicare. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a supplement of Medicare, majority of them have started paying. So whether it's United Health, it's AARP, it's Humana, Blue Cross Blue Shield, most of the major insurances have started either having a dollar amount that they cover per X amount of years, or they have a discount supplement plan that gives you these five hearing uh, instruments at a discounted price. So okay. there's a lot of different plans. Um, I always suggest having us check them. And, you know, even last week I had a patient fight me. Oh no, they don't. We've checked before. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm aware of that. But in the last 24 months, we've seen more plans start covering that didn't a year or two or three ago. So always worth yeah. checking, even if you've checked it in the past. Makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, I think one of the other things I would be looking at too, you know, for folks is, is, is okay. So say that you don't have, insurance coverage, or you say you do, you know, this is something that does impact your life. You do want to be thinking about, you know, the overall benefit. Now, what about TRICARE and the different military, you know, TRICARE West, TRICARE, I don't know all yeah. the different ones. I only know West because of Washington <laughs> I, State. Right. <laughs> We're TRICARE West. So we are what's called a 40 miler clinic. I don't know how familiar with the VA system you are. Um, so TRICARE does not have any hearing benefits. But if you are a veteran and you are established in the VA system, you can ask in your annual physical basically for an authorization for hearing. So we are what's called a 40 miler, meaning that in Montana, our hospital is more than 40 miles from where I live. So we are a VA clinic. Uh, mm -hmm. We actually have a doctor of audiology whose sole purpose is to see veterans. Oh, and cool. that is all he does from compensation and pension exams to the hearing evaluations, the follow-ups, he does it all. Wow. So the VA clinics or the VA side of things is a little bit different that if there's a hospital close by, you have to go to that hospital. TRICARE does nothing, unfortunately, but once you're in the VA system as an established patient in the VA care, not just the TRICARE insurance, you have benefits. Okay. So, okay. But you have to get the authorization for hearing separate. Uh, the nice thing about our clinics too, and I, I will say this because it takes away the barrier, whether it's insurance, private pay or military is typically there's no cost for hearing evaluations in clinics. You know, like I said, seven and a half years to come in my door. If I say, and by the way, I'm going to charge you $125 for the appointment. Do you think that you're going to come in or do you think you're going to procrastinate another five years? So, it, yeah. you know, it's not, most of us are not how do I say this? Our life is greatly impacted by hearing, but most of us don't feel like it's affecting us day to day. You're still going to love your dad, whether he hears you or not. 
And it's not a life or death (laughs) thing that he can't hear you. (laughs) And so he might go pay for a heart appointment because things feel weird, but he's not going to pay for hearing because it's not life or death and you're going to be his daughter regardless. And so we like to take away that barrier and talk about those things of like, but how would the quality of time be? How would the family events be? What would it be like for you to go out and be part of the conversation in the restaurant? So if we can take away the money aspect of coming in the door and our job is to show you the value in hearing and what difference it will make when you hear better, then a lot of times that's easier for people to kind of gulp coming in because hearing technology is an investment. So if you don't have insurance and you don't have a VA status, we do offer payment plans. You know, we never want money to be the barrier that someone doesn't get help. Nice. There's always ways to help people hear better. And so we have different levels of technology. We have different payment plans, whether it's 12 or 18 month, no interest or out over five years. You know, our goal, like I said, is to take away all of those barriers so that you can enjoy life again, so that you can be a part of things and hear what you should be hearing. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's awesome. I also noticed that you guys have a loyalty program as well for folks too, which I think, you know, that could be of interest to to folks to hear about that if you don't mind telling us a little more. Absolutely. So the loyalty plan is basically just um, acknowledging our existing patients and having them come back in for annual follow-ups for the visits, um, you know, to get a discount on if you need another set. We also have a friends and family referral program. So I actually, right before you had a patient, he's like, I have Mm -hmm. taken a picture of your business card. And (laughs) every time someone asks me, I'm texting it to them. And I'm like, that's (laughs) awesome. But you need to make sure when they come in, they let us know that you sent them to us because we also want to, you know, appreciate you and your referrals and we want to reward you with that. And so we, our whole thing is that you're our patient for life. We want to keep you into our clinic and keep taking care of you. Um, Hearing has had not the best of names in the healthcare industry, right? You find a dentist and you're at a dentist for 45 years and you never want to leave them because you love the dentist, but you look at hearing and people jump around office to office. And as here USA, we're really trying to remove that barrier and say, okay, what can we do to keep you in our fold, to keep that consistent so that you don't have to start over every time. And so that's part of the loyalty plan. That's part of our referral program is how do we take care of our patients that we already have? That's, that's great. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Cause yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of my patients, I've heard over the years, they're like, oh man, not the hearing people. They're going to hustle me into hearing aids and I'm going to have to pay thousands of dollars. And then it's going to break within a year, which I notice you guys have like product warranties and things mm-hmm. of that nature too. If you would mind yeah. elaborating a little bit there. So our technology comes with a three-year repair warranty and three years of loss and damage insurance. So the difference basically is everyday wear and tear. Now with repairs, oftentimes I can fix them in the clinic. Mm. Sometimes you have to send them out to the manufacturer. The difference between repair warranty and loss and damage is repair warranty, like I said, is everyday wear and tear. So you're wearing it, it stops working, you're on a hike and it gets wet and it stopped working, which is pretty rare, but it can happen if it's a torrential downpour. Um, 
you know, loss and damage is I was whitewater kayaking and it fell out in the river and I'm never going to find it. Or I was visiting my friend and her dog ate it. You know, I can't <laughs> send that into the manufacturer and be like, it just happened. I don't know. It's in a million pieces, repair it. And so that's why there's that loss and damage insurance. Uh, you know, we do a 45 day retraining period so that if you're not happy, you're not satisfied you give them back, we refund the money. Most states do 30 days. Um, hmm. That's our state law here in Montana is you have 30 days. We do 45 days as a company. So our goal is to really take away that barrier. Um, and like I said, through the in-office demonstration, through the trial period, which yes, you are purchasing them, but you can get all your money back if you don't like them. Um, the warranty, all of that, the having multiple lo locations, our whole goal is to take away that barrier so that it's easier for you to come in and you feel at home right away. I like that. I like that. I mean, I think that's huge because I mean, in, in Washington state where I often will be trying to, to, to hook folks up with different locations, I, I have had some pushback. I have had a couple of people be like, mm, I don't know about this, but we have a here USA in Tacoma. And I actually didn't know about it until when I was doing homework for this podcast. So I was like, Oh, <laughs> noted. And we even have one in Puyallup too. So I yep. mean, local folks, I mean, in Seattle area too. So this is good for, for my local folks who listen to me as well. So, you know, I'm like, okay, now I have a referral base. There's something we can do with that as well. So as a whole, um, obviously you've worked with here USA for 15 years and, you know, you're in Kalispell, folks can find you there. And if they want to search, there's a whole searchable tool online, obviously, where I used it as well. Now, are there some states where you're not located and folks can travel across straight lines? Is there is does that work for certain? Yes. So we are not in every state at this point. I could not tell you exactly what those are. I just sure. know we're not in every one. Obviously, there's some states where more highly concentrated. I'm the only one in Montana. Um so we're, you know, we're spread out there. If there's not an office close by, yes, you as the client, the patient can go to a different state to be seen by a here USA. But okay. if there's not one close by, I would say go to your local provider. Um, there's great clinics everywhere. You know, Montana is a huge state. The opposite side of the state's about eight and a half hours away from me. <laughs> People in Billings, True. Montana aren't going to come to me to be seen. I can actually get to Tacoma quicker than I can get to the other side of Montana. So <laughs> we're a very large straight state. And so yes. I always say, find somewhere local, you know, look at the reviews like you do for anything else or contact here USA and be like, Hey, do you have someone that comes to this area? Um, we also have started a whole, we're calling it here assist. And so it is a teleaudiology plan mm. so that we have providers that are licensed in multiple states where we are not in the, on the forefront of the hearing care centers. Um, and you basically what happens is you can go to a location and do it teleaudiology, or sometimes we even can send you a kit and you do it from your home with a provider. So we have options, but like I said, it, it would be rare that a town, unless it's a really small town in the middle of nowhere, would not have a local hearing office or someone within an hour of them. Um, ask around. That's the best yeah. way. You know that word of mouth referrals mm -hmm. is the best way. I'm sure everybody knows someone or has a friend. Where did you get yours? Where did you go? How happy are you? 
ask the questions. That's huge. That's huge. So I, th- I think, you know, I usually end these these calls mostly on, you know, what's one thing someone could do right now. And I'm guessing that would be it asking yeah. for, you know, where where to go. And then probably, I mean, on your end, probably paying attention to to your signs and, and things of that nature. Well, I would say the one thing to go is <laughs> if you are having the questioning of like, am I losing my hearing? Is it not as good as it used to be? What's happening? I'm struggling in the noise just go get it tested. Mm -hmm. It is not as scary as we think it was. You know, we remember being traumatized by the creepy guy that came with the briefcase in elementary school. I remember I went to a small school in Spokane and we would go down to the lunchroom, which had a creepy basement room off the side of it. And it was, I'm sure he wasn't creepy at all. I'm sure he was a very nice man, but I remember thinking like, who's this creepy man in a dark room testing my hearing? Yeah. And it honestly was not that bad. And if the school ever heard me say that, they'd be like, what was your reality? But in my (laughs) mind, that's how I remember it as a first, second grader. And so it's really not that bad. I promise we're nice. Our job is to offer you coffee and greet you with a smile and make you feel at home. So if you're asking yourself those questions, find the closest office, get it tested. There's no cost to you out of pocket to go in and just see where it's at and take away that barrier. That would, that's always what I say. And take someone with you. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to go alone, grab a friend and say, hey, let's go do it together and we'll grab lunch after. It's perfect. That's perfect. So hereusa.com is, is where folks can find all of the offices, including yours in Kalispell. And of course, if folks did want to find you in Kalispell, because I do know I have some Montana folks listening, what part of town are you and where can they find you in Kalispell? We are off of Three Mile Drive in Meridian, right down from the fairgrounds. So we're a small town. Everybody's probably driven by us. We always say we're across the street from the VA clinic and we're kitty corner to the UPS. So we're, we've got a big sign out front. We're pretty easy to find. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for sharing all this great information and doing what you're doing. Cause I mean, 15 years in, in the industry, I'm sure you've seen a lot of different changes and things over that nature. So Gosh, wow, good stuff here. And I'm excited to share this interview with folks because I think hearing is something we we overlook. And like you said, we don't pay as much attention to. So thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey, Health Junkies, are you feeling just off, feeling like you're aging a little bit faster than you want to and wondering what in the world is up? Hey, I might have some answers for you and some direction. If you want to chat with me, I am offering complimentary calls right now. You can head over to Dr. Spelled Out, J-K-R-A-U-S-E-N-D.com. Take my quiz, click on the schedule of chat, and let's talk and see if we can get you in the right direction. And if I'm able to help you, I'm going to let you know. Otherwise, I'm going to help you find what you're looking for. Head over to drjkrausnd.com and check it out. Enjoy tuning in. Please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.